All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lionball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature time, really, I am so excited about this one, all the way from Chicago, Illinois, none other than Marky Lemons Brout. Now, Marky, it is a true honor and a true pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm Look, I'm lucky today. I'm actually at home. Uh, historically, I was spending 100 nights per calendar year on the road. I've been back on the road ever since the first week in August. Started in Maui with the Utah Realtors. So August was a hot month. Lake Tahoe, Scottsdale, Orlando, Nashville. Oh so we came back hot. <laughs> uh, hey, Margie, it, this is incredible too, because everybody out there who's tuning into this episode, you have so much knowledge, so much expertise to give to everybody and just shed some light. But before we dive into the tactical side and, and the advisory portion, uh, one of my absolute favorite portions of this is really just getting to know the future Titan. Who is Marky? You know, where she comes from, what got her into the business, what drives her to do what she does to the highest of levels. So Marky, I guess let's just start with that first question, which, which is really just telling everybody a little bit about yourself. So I'm Marky Lemons Rao, real estate keynote speaker, four-time international best-selling author. I was born and raised a fifth-generation entrepreneur mm. here in the city of Chicago. Beautiful. My family, yeah, my family owns Chicago's second oldest Black restaurant. We've been in business since 1954. Wow. We have sold more pork rib tips because every every place in the country does not sell pork rib tips. My uh. uncle was the first person to sell pork rib tips in the city of Chicago. It used to be considered scrap meat. And mm. it's basically uh, when you have a rib, it's right mm. at the very top. You cut it and we sell more pork and have sold more pork rib tips than anyone else in the city of Chicago. Oh and God. so I have been gainfully self-employed since the tender age of 10. <laughs> and uh, the reason they made me uh, set up a business at the age of 10 was because I asked for one too many pair of designer blue jeans. Okay. I'm go. 10 years old. <laughs> I attend this private school, Harvard St. George, and I wanted <laughs> Calvin Klein's, uh, Sergio Valente, Jordash, Gloria Vanderbilt. I'm just naming these names from back in the 1980s. Uh, this was 70s. Oh, wow. oh yeah. So this is um, 1980 is when I started this dang on business. Love it. Um, selling snowballs in <laughs> order to buy my own designer jeans. Hmm. And to be that young and to have my own money was very empowering. Wow. So I have uh, been employed ever since the tender age of 10. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. But I was I was self-employed um, and I had to sit down and I had to look at my cost uh, and how many cups I had and how many ounces of ice I was putting into each cup. So my mother made it a, a whole math equation for me. And she made me also decide I had to take care of my needs before I took care of my wants. So even uh -huh. though I had one of these designer jeans, 
They were a want and not a need. She mm. made me buy like underwear, umbrella, raincoat, gym <laughs> shoes, book bag, like the stuff you need to go to school. Sure. Not, not the designer jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so started working at a very early age. Then I became a cashier at our restaurant, went to college, earned an undergrad degree in hospitality management. Wow. While in undergrad, I had my first restaurant and my first restaurant failed and I knew I did not know everything. And so I went back to school Mm. and earned a master's degree in business administration. So by the time I was 26, I was teaching on a collegiate level. I owned a concession business, which was a spinoff of our barbecue restaurant. And I'd already failed at my first business. Wow. At 26. That's insane. At 26. Well, I've been very honest with myself. So check Mm -hmm. this out. At 26, I started teaching on a collegiate level. Um, It was it's a community college called Northwestern Business College here in the city of Chicago. They had a Mm -hmm. hospitality management program. I taught in that program for one year. And then I realized I did not have any real world experience. And I was only teaching theory. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, I said, you know what, when I'm 40, after I go and get some real world experience, I'll come back to the classroom. And I stayed in the restaurant business until 1999, in which case my father's sister sued me because I owned the trademark right for our barbecue, our name and our restaurants. Mm -hmm. And the judge threw out her lawsuit against me, but made her go to mediation on my counter lawsuit. And they bought me out of the business. Um, while this was going on, because I didn't know anything but the restaurant business, mm-hmm. I came into the world of real estate as a, a loan originator. Wow. Um, my goal was to earn an above average income, yet mm-hmm. feel like a stay at home mom, because at the time I was an unwedded mother. Okay. And real estate afforded me that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I've been in real estate in numerous capacities ever since 1999 but that child that I wanted to take care of is Skylar he's a Hmm. graduate of Howard University with a degree in finance he is a consultant at Accenture and he's also a licensed real estate broker so (laughs) what I wanted to accomplish as a mother real estate afforded me that opportunity Unbelievable. And, and and when you mentioned your son, obviously the apple not falling far from the tree, Marky, uh, that way you're laying that groundwork and, and just kind of backtracking all the way up till, you know, the, the beginning of the age of 10 and, and living all that life and learning all those lessons at such a young age and, and really bringing that perspective. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you talk about as an entrepreneur and, and a failed restaurant and you not stopping, you saying, all right, okay. I, I, maybe I don't know everything that I thought I might at this time. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back to school. Let's learn it. Let's do it. And Marky, that's absolutely inspiring all the way through and through to, to, to really see and feel all that life, but then just constantly educate, constantly learn and grow and evolve yourself, but everybody around you, because I, I know this, that you're, you're a huge, huge proponent of education, not just for you, but for everybody in your life. And you've trained hundreds of thousands of people and really how to grow and scale your business to the highest of levels. But I want to talk about that uh, first standpoint, because you left off at loan originator getting into it. And obviously you've been in the capacity, you know, for quite some time. What was your career path from loan originator to today? 
I want to take one step back and I want to go back to 1998, um, Mm. right before the lawsuit. Right before the lawsuit, I wanted to bring our barbecue sauce, our meat rubs Mm. and our hot links to the market. And what I realized was my MBA degree taught me how to come and run an existing business. It Mm. did not teach me startup. So I went through the Women's Self-Employment Project, which was this year-long curriculum in order to launch the barbecue sauce, meat rubs, and sausage. And Earthrin Cousin, she was part of past President Obama's cabinet. She actually gave me shelf space at Jules, which at the time was a very large grocery store chain here in the Chicagoland area. Hmm. So I knew then, right, also again, what I did not know, and Hmm. I went and I learned it. So the Women's Self-Employment Project basically gave me a degree in entrepreneurship in addition to having an MBA degree because my MBA degree did not teach me entrepreneurship. Wow. Unreal. So 1999, I become a loan originator. (laughs) And here's what's funny. I originated about $100,000 in fees my very first year. Um, And I aligned myself with a broker. Here's what's kind of mm. funny. I was with a company. They mm. didn't have a lot of education and training. Okay. I went to the Illinois Association of Realtors Conference. And mm. at the time, they still might have this. It's a CRMS, a Certified Residential Mortgage Specialist. Mm. So there was one gentleman there. He had the CRMS and he had a mortgage company on the south side of the city of Chicago. Mm. I said, oh, he's smart. He's vested in education. I need to go work for his company. Mm. I then earned the CRMS. Well, fast forward a couple of years, I was doing well as a licensed loan originator, but I started to burn out. So yeah, I started to burn out. Mm -hmm. So I decided I'm gonna go get me a real job, which Mm. is like the biggest myth ever in the world of real estate, right? A real job. No, (laughs) it don't get any more real than selling real estate. And I, I went and got a job, go get this, at Pfizer Pharmaceuticals as a pharmaceutical sales rep because Whoa. I wanted a company car. I wanted top-notch benefits. So this is telling you the caliber, right? Mm-hmm. If you can go get a job at Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, I'm working for the number one pharmaceutical company in the world. Wow. And what Pfizer taught me was selling. So Mm. most people come into real estate, they don't understand the entrepreneurship side of the business Mm. and they aren't taught how to sell. Mm. Working for a pharmaceutical sales company, you're consistently in sales training. Well, right. Yeah. But here, here's the problem. I absolutely hate it. Pharmaceutical sales. Oh no. Okay. I I, I 100% did not nothing about it did I like. Right. And so I'm in this job. I have these wonderful benefits. Mm-hmm. I save my money, 15% 401k matching from day one. Mm-hmm. And Smart. I look up, it's 18 months later. I'm like, I can't take it. <laughs> I need to, <laughs> I got to quit this dang on job. <laughs> oh, and wow. I want to go back and do what I love, which mm-hmm. was real estate. But here was uh, one night I'm sitting up, I'm doing my business plan with the intentions of coming back and loan originating full time. And I had managed to earn my broker's license, which (laughs) what I did, I don't recommend to anyone. Well, you can't do it anyway anymore. I never took the pre-license course. 
Got it. At the time, there was a small window of opportunity that if you were to just sit for the exam, if you had an undergrad or a master's degree in business, you could become a broker and hold your own license. Wow. I don't think you can do that ever again in life because it's <laughs> probably the dumbest thing to ever let a person do. No. <laughs> but when I get this broker's license and I'm working on this business plan, in a very short period of time, that 2000, the end of 2003, from July the 31st till the end of the year, mm-hmm. I opened my real estate company with no real estate experience. I have a business plan. I have a 401k with a nice little chunk of change in it. I decided to quit my job in pharmaceutical sales mm-hmm. and come back over to the sales side. Well, this is when things got interesting. When I called to schedule my first showing appointment mm-hmm. and Imagine it was one, two, three Main Street. So I'm happy. Hi, this is Marky with homestosell.net. I want to see one, two, three Main Street. And the person on the other end of the phone says to me, they were like, yep, okay, what's your MLS ID number? I'm like, what is an MLS ID number and where do I get one from? Because keep in mind, I never attended pre-licensed school. Wow. So I could pass, I knew how to read the book and pass the exam. <laughs> so... <laughs> He tell me she won't give me, she won't show me this property. She Mm -hmm. says, you have to go down to the association and you need to become a realtor member to get this um, code. Mm -hmm. So I go down to the Chicago Association of Realtors and they ask me for about $1,200. I'm like, Mm -hmm. $1,200? First of all, who are you? (laughs) Asking me for my money, right? Now I got a budget because I Mm -hmm. just pulled my 401k down, right? And they come up with this long list of things. I'm like, one, never heard of the Illinois Association of Realtors, never heard of the Chicago Association of Realtors. What is this dang on MLS and this one-time MLS mm-hmm. setup charge? And <laughs> you wow. want my money. So the <laughs> lady like, yep. And I think it was about $1,200. So I said, as I am writing the check that lets you know how long ago this is, I said, mm-hmm. oh, I'm glad I only had to make this payment once in life. And she put her hand on the check to hold it. She started laughing at me. She says, no, sweetheart. If you want to keep your good MLS access, you'll be paying us every single year. Oh, wow. (laughs) Marky. In that moment, I realized I didn't know nothing Mm -hmm. about real estate. Wow. When you asking me for my money and then you tell me I got to pay you every single year, but there was no mention of you in the pre-license book. Mm. I decided right then, just like I had followed, uh, his name is Maurice, just like I followed Maurice Rao over the Mm. first priority because he had a CRMS. I said, oh, you better go find you some education. Mm. And I made a promise to myself that I never wanted to feel that way Mm. again, simply knowing you don't know nothing. Yeah. Okay. And since that time, I have accumulated, because it's an accumulation, (laughs) uh, 63 real estate related licenses, designations and certifications, because I never want to have that feeling again. Unreal. So I came out for the board of directors. It would take Mm. my mentor, Frank Williams, to laugh at me. Um, I came out for the board of directors of the Chicago Association of Realtors 2004, 2005, 2006, because Mm. I met the minimum qualifications. I got a, look, I got an advanced degree. I've taught on a collegiate level. Mm -hmm. I've worked for pharmaceutical, the number one pharmaceutical sales company. I was a top producer and loan originating. Y'all going to put me on this board. They did (laughs) not put me on the board of directors. And it takes my mentor to talk about me. He said, Uh, I sashayed in there. Oh, y'all going to put me on the board. And he said, baby, Dow." 
the ink hadn't even dried good on your license. And you didn't know what a realtor was. But you said, we're going to put you on this here board. Wow. And um, they didn't put me on the board in 2004. My feelings were a little hurt. I came mm -hmm. back out again in 2005. That's mm -hmm. when I got pissed. Wow. Um, they did not put me on the board that year. Mm -hmm. So I took my mentor out because we needed to figure some things out. Right. Okay. First of all, I am more than qualified. And at that time, I was in the top 10% of realtors in the city of Chicago. So my rookie wow. year, I'm in the top 10%. Mm -hmm. How dare you <laughs> not put me on this dang on board? And he gave me some of the best advice and he actually changed my life. He says, mm. look here, baby Dow. in order to volunteer at a higher level, I need you to volunteer more. I'm going to need everyone to be able to put a face with the name. And I believe you should become a licensed real estate educator because that will ensure you that you will be at the front of each room. Wow. They won't have a choice but to know your face and mm. know your name. Okay. So I did exactly what he told me to do. I became a licensed real estate educator, continuing mm. education and pre-license. Wow. And when I came out for the board of directors in 2006, I went on to the board of directors. Mm. And since then, this is my fourth term uh, over the years. And uh, I have been a two-time presidential appointee to the wow. board of directors for the Chicago Association of Realtors, mm -hmm. and I will be serving on the 2022 board of directors for the National Association of Realtors. Unreal, Marky. And, and you know what's incredible about that? I mean, there's there's so much to that story. But when, when you're talking about life and changes and decisions that you're making, it's just constantly moving forward and pressing on and understanding your situation and saying, all right, well, this is what I need to do. And then you go do it. And, and, and nothing is handed, right? Nothing is given, it's earned. And, and I, I love that you're a true practitioner. You're really looking at it from that standpoint. And um, obviously that those are, those are huge, huge opportunities, not just for the market that you serve, but also for, you know, the legacy that you're building and the impact that you're having, you know, with all the lives that, that you're touching that way, Marky. So, and you base it off of, you know, having a mentor, what was the thought process of you having a mentor and or reaching out? Because I think that's important for people to hear from, from someone with your perspective, you know, why that's so important and, and really what your thought process was with that. Well, I've had I'd had other mentors in the past. I'm a sorority girl. Okay. That, that's all about mentoring and giving back. Mm. I've always been a volunteer. I come from a volunteering family. Mm. Frank Williams, it was easy for me to reach out to him okay. because, well, Frank just celebrated his 50th year as a real estate brokerage. Wow. But there was a Frank Williams magnet mm. at Lamb's Barbecue <laughs> next to the cash register. Oh. So I... I was raised mm. looking at his magnet on our wall. Unreal. So I was able to put the face with the name, like mm -hmm. he was telling me, right? Yeah. And he was encouraging me, even telling me no, right? Because, mm. <laughs> like, yeah. girl, look, you're not getting on this board. And what <laughs> make you think? Like, this ink ain't even dry. He was, he was direct. He wasn't sugarcoating anything. Mm. And he was, he, he was in all the publications. So, I trusted him. And here's more importantly, I mm -hmm. trusted what he was telling me. So I never questioned wow. what he told me to do and how he told me to do it. And everything that he told me worked out 
for my good, for my benefit. And he's, he wanted nothing in return other than for me to implement what he told me to do. Wow. Unbelievable. And so since then, I have numerous other mentors who've guided my career, you know, continue to guide my career, but it was easy for me to trust Frank and reach out to him. Wow. Unbelievable. And I I just think that there's so many people that tune in to different podcasts and syndications. And, you know, the, I think the general consensus is the, the, the apprehension to reach out to say, oh my gosh, you know, Marky is too busy. She's got too many things going on. You know, who, who am I to, to, to say hello and just ask for advice. But I will tell you, Marky, and correct me if you feel differently as well, but uh, you know, the most successful people on this planet, the ones that I know I'm very close with, they, they, they share, they want people to succeed and they want They want people to really understand there are more than one way to really have success and balance and, and, and flourish in your life, whatever those goals may be. And uh, I think it's the people that try to hold back or shelter, you know, their successes and, oh, no, you know, I can't share that because you're going to take my business. You're going to take my market. And I, I don't know, Marky, that's just crazy to me. You know, well, let me I want to share two things. Um, The first one would be that when you reach out to someone, you have to make it convenient for them to give to you. Well said. Um, And as I tell people, when they reach out to me, you have to communicate when you want something from me. You have to communicate with me and my preferred communication style. I don't Mm -hmm. have to fit your communication style. Right. Just like when I'm reaching out to people. I'm going to fit their communication style. So however they tell me they want to communicate, it's Mm -hmm. up to me to figure it out to make it easy for them to give to me. Mm, Well said. And so many people, you know, I used to do this uh, 7.05 a.m. pick my brain call. Wow. You would be amazed at how many people will not get up at 7.05 a.m. to pick someone's brain. So Mm. you need me to make my time convenient for you, but you're the brain picker. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how that works, right? (laughs) No. A lot of people I have not poured into Hmm. because they don't know how to make it convenient for me to give. Mm -hmm. When I reached out to Frank, I said, so, you know, one, what what would you like to do? I would like to sit down. I I got some questions. He said, I want to go to Azo's for lunch. Hmm. Oh, not a problem. Let me call and see if we can get an appointment to eat at Azo's. He was there on time. (laughs) He ate whatever it was. It was delicious. (laughs) I could ask him whatever. So what I knew then, if I wanted his time, I needed to find out where he wanted to eat lunch. And he would sit down and tell me everything over that lunch, Mm. right? For me, you don't have to buy lunch. I prefer a Zoom call because I don't want to go through finding parking. It takes me too much time to give you the time, right? So let's let's do this right here. (laughs) Let's do this whole little setup right here. Today, I did a consultation. When I read over all of the notes for the consultation, Mm -hmm. I realized that this person was calling to ask me about how to do what I do, Mm. not not from the real estate productivity side, but from the education coaching side. And what I tell people is at the moment you spend money with me, I'm going to answer every last one of your questions because of my grandfather. There's a picture of Lamb's Barbecue in every Famous Dave's barbecue restaurant in this country. Because when they wanted to open Famous Dave's, they came to Lem's Barbecue. (laughs) And my grandfather told them everything they wanted to know. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, my grandfather didn't even graduate from eighth grade, but he died a multimillionaire doing one thing, 
selling barbecue. And that's yeah. how he would have said it to you. My granddaddy told me, Marky, competition is healthy for business. Give it all away because it's going to force you to be better. And so I'm willing to share, but you don't get to dictate my time and how I share it. So if you want it, I give it to you. And as Carrie Little would say, if you sit next to me at any event, breakfast, lunch, dinner, tea, and you lean over and you start a conversation, I am going to talk to you and answer every last one of your questions. One, because I'm not rude. <laughs> okay, that'd be first and foremost. But because I'm just sitting there, you know, and so a lot of people, they, somebody, uh, two things happened recently. A young lady told another young lady I was too busy for her. And I didn't like how she said it. So I went back through my text messaging and I realized I had sent her the opportunity to meet with me a year ago and she never scheduled appointment. I took wow. a screenshot. I sent it back to her. I said, you said something the other night I did not approve of the, the tone in which you said it. And it was false. The opportunity still exists for you to schedule an appointment if you would like to do so. She still has not scheduled an appointment, okay? But what you're not gonna say is what I'm not available to do, okay? The second situation, heard my name came up and the person said, well, Marky's too busy. Well, closed mouths don't get fed. <laughs> this person <laughs> has never texted me, emailed me or called me about sitting down to discuss what they wanted to discuss. So I take very good notes <laughs> on my time and my availability, but you still have to make it convenient for me to give to you. But that's well said, Marky. You know, when, you, when you're looking at it from that standpoint, you, you're, you are willing to give, you're willing to serve and help, but you gotta be in that right frame of mind, not just for the, for the time's sake, right? Really making it convenient, as you said, for, for the person who's pouring into you, but you've got to show up. And, and I, furthermore, and Marky, you've taught so many people over the years, it's not even funny, but you know when there's people that have real true intent to grow and succeed and really want to learn from greatness. And then there's people that are just kind of there. And I think that the really successful people can pick that up pretty quickly based off of the actions that are taken. Because at the end of the day, talk is cheap, right? And, and I, the actions is what really speaks louder than the words. And, um, you know, I, I'm just a firm believer in reaching out. And I think that that's a big, uh, you know, key component into successful people is surrounding yourself with great people and, and learning from others, but also sharing into them as well. And it's a two-way street. But Marky, I, I do want to dive into the, the, the process of, um, you know, you educating and helping because your, your breadth and depth of knowledge is Absolutely incredible. I, I mean, just <laughs> not just to the real estate space, but technology and marketing and growth and business. So let's let's just talk about that process a little bit and kind of what your thoughts are into anybody who's tuning in. If there was a piece of advice, maybe that you would give, or you know, something that's really really helping growth and scale for businesses, uh, you know, people that you're working with, what advice would you give out there? Anybody who's watching or listening right now. Know thy customer. <laughs> um, it's amazing how many people think it's about them. And I'm going to go back to psychology course that if you have a degree in business, you took a psychology course, right? Mm -hmm. I just stated, you have to make it convenient for me to give. You have to make it easy and convenient for people to do business with you. 
and it's not about you. And when I look at my numbers, when I go back on the back end of these websites, I'm clear about who my customer is. And right now it seems that I, I guess maybe I'm the golden girl and that things are very easy for me, but here's why it might be easier for me. One, I understand who my customers are and my customers are me. 70% of my audience is female. The average age is 45 to 54. I'm doing business with me. That means that I talk about me problems because I'm not the only woman with these problems. And I give you a, a prime example, something so simple. We should stop using cursive font if your clientele is 45 to 54. The only cursive font I have on my website is going to be my name. And here's why. At the age of 40, when you decide that you're going to go to the eye doctor, the likelihood is he's going to prescribe you a bifocal. That means you're not seeing stuff the way you used to see it. When I go to dinner with my spouse and we do the married couples, there are restaurants we go to that have a, a platter that they bring out readers on because they want to ensure that you have the ability to read the menu. Wow. Okay? Unreal. So something, so I'm understanding my problems and I talk about those problems in real time in order to make me human. And a lot of people, they don't know who their audience is. So I don't talk or try to attract first time home buyers because now that I am married and we've both owned real estate before we got married, we are either downsizing, either we get ready to move into our, either we A, live in our biggest house or go move into the biggest, or we get ready to downsize. We, we should all have some money and some equity, right? So that first time home buyer, I need my son to deal with that person because that is not my audience. But in order to communicate with the next generation of people, I allow them to call me T.T. Markey, the cool older aunt who does not cast any judgment, but tells you straight up like it is. And right. So that's how I'm connecting with them. But that is not my audience. OK, my audience that can retire me at, at the look at the absolute highest return on my time spent are females age 45 to 54. And a lot of people, realtors, we aren't doing that research. So we're just constantly throwing things that don't stick, right? There's a disconnect. And I look at people all the time and we're looking at what that disconnect is in their brand. Sometimes their actions, just nothing is in alignment, right? Um, I'm clear that I need to represent my husband well. I'm clear that I can't say and do everything that other people say and do because I do have two sons. And there's just certain things that mm, won't paint me in the most positive light as a wife and as a mother. So I'm clear about that. Um, and we have to be very clear about that audience and how do we solve their problems? Oftentimes we're not listening enough and I'm a talker. So sometimes I don't listen enough. But I'm looking at these numbers. I need you to know that. Um, <clears throat> because people are telling you all of their problems in real time. So you want to solve the problems of your audience. Well, and, and Marky, to the point, what you're mentioning, though, is, is really understanding who you're speaking with and who your audience is. 
And that way you can have a real clear dialogue and message and connect in a meaningful way and ultimately help them to get to their desired situation. And, you know, ultimately it's unfortunate that so many professionals and not just real estate professionals, but business professionals, entrepreneurs, they're just not paying attention to the end user. And I love the fact that someone with your knowledge and expertise flat out says it, it's, it's not about us. It's about everyone else. It's about the people that we serve. And I, I think that that's a huge message for so many of us to take in and, and really just soak in. So with that being said though, Marky, so understanding the market, understanding who you're speaking to and with and how you're serving them. What's the, in your mind right now, and right now it's September 14th, 2021, just so everybody knows this is a live episode. So um, when it comes down to it, what would you say or recommend that people should be looking at to, to grow their business or, or really just take it up a notch um, to that standpoint? Now, I get where you're coming from with what you just said. If people just did that, their business would change. But you're so technical when it comes down to marketing and advertising in so many different ways. So is there anything that comes to mind, anything that you'd like to share that way? Well, yes. Um, so I tell everybody, I love to create a premium looking brand with premium tools. And in creating that premium brand, I'm going back to the basics. I'm going to go over to google.com forward slash trends. I want to take a look bottom right hand side to see what is increasing in search. Um, and I'm going to say that today it might be uh, real estate contract contingencies, right? Or wholesaling real estate. Wholesaling was what I saw last week. Hmm. So there are a lot of people searching for wholesale real estate, right? Uh -huh. Well, each state has their own rules and regulations around wholesaling real estate in that state. Hmm. In the state of Illinois, you can only wholesale legally. You can only wholesale one transaction every 12 months unless you are licensed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. With that being said, I then go over to answerthepublic.com. Hmm. I type in that wholesale real estate term. And I'm going to get, I think it was 290 different ways to talk about wholesaling real estate. Wow. So I've looked at a term that right now, I think the searchability was 180%. Okay. Mm. So they're searching for it more now than historically. Wow. I want to meet people where they are. That means that I need to start talking about wholesaling real estate in the state of Illinois. Mm. I need to talk about the fact that it's illegal to do more than one transaction in a 12 month period of time, which is why you need to hire me, your real estate professional. Mm. And I can start breaking that down based on uh, geography, right? Mm. Because real estate is local, yeah. but 67% of real estate related searches start with location. Mm. So I can get very specific to the communities that I believe that I'm an expert in. Mm. So I don't just talk. I want to talk about what is trending. Mm -hmm. I want to know how many possibilities there are to discuss this one subject. Wow. And then I want to create video content. Uh-oh. I want to create it. video content around that subject because I believe that video content is the only form of content that you can repurpose without recreating. Also, I jokingly let everyone know there are husbands who are not in the world of real estate who know my voice in public with a mask on because their spouses are listening to my, watching my videos. Wow. So a lot of times we don't think about that audio component Mm. It comes with every piece of video content. Brilliant. Yeah. 
when, when you're talking about that though, Marky, and I think that there's so many people that, uh, you know, are in the space, they say, okay, I hear what you're saying, Marky, and you really gotta, you know, put your best foot forward and create that content and use multi-purpose, but there's always that block. And you've, you've probably heard it a million times, you know, gosh, I, I'm just not comfortable with the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. Let's go. What, what, what is your feedback to anybody out there who has any level of hesitation that way? Uh, two pieces of <laughs> advice. Put a filter on it. Okay. Like we sitting right here and I have a filter on my face. I have gotcha. on a zone filter, right? Gotcha. So if I put my hands on my lips, my lipstick, like, let's go put this cup on. You'll see this pink lip. Oh, right? get out of here. Lipstick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flirting. So if you don't like how it looks, you got these little imperfections, mm-hmm. right? Put a filter on it. Make sure that you always elevate your device to be at or above eye level because mm-hmm. there's nothing cute going on in this <laughs> neck and this chin area. <laughs> right. Do not hold your phone down here. It's not mm-hmm. cute. Yeah, I love it. Make sure that the light is always on your face and not behind you. If it's mm-hmm. behind you, it will create a distraction. Yeah. That would be the, the first piece of advice. Mm-hmm. The second piece of advice, if we were in a room together, mm-hmm. people would quickly realize that I am the shortest, darkest, roundest person in the room with the least amount of hair. Yet I create video content every single day because mm-hmm. people do not care about how I look. They mm-hmm. want me to solve their problems. Wow, Here's Margie. what's funny. Last month, I had two referral closings for listings. Hmm. Right yeah. now, uh, that's because I'm consistently talking online. Right. I just actually looking right here, got a new referral today for hmm. a listing wow. because I'm always talking online. Hmm. These deals are going to close whether I list them or not, and I'll still earn a referral income. Yeah. That's the power of video. Uh, I, I mean, I think that's huge, Marky. And, and the fact that you're taking down all the boundaries to say there's no excuses. And no matter what your situation is, there's always time. We look the way we look. We sound the way we sound. This is just the situation. And guess what? And to me, in that opinion too, think about anybody who has that hesitation, whatever they're seeing on video is the same conversation that you're going to have face to face. So if you're concerned about the way you look and the way you sound, I mean, that would be everywhere, not just in video. And, uh, you know, furthermore to, to the thought process, unless if it's live like this, uh, you can take it again and again until you feel somewhat comfortable, but just do it, uh, you know, go through with it. But the out of sight, out of mind is a thing. And if you're not in front of the right people, right places, right time with the right message, continuous action, you're never going to have an opportunity. And, and the opposite is true. If you're there and you're bringing value like you're doing, Marky, every day, in, in every way, there's opportunity. Now, whether you seize that or not is completely up to you, but at least you're opening those doors, right? And not closing them on yourself. So, I mean, it just, there's so much more and so many pieces of information that we could go through, Marky, and you're, you're literally an endless list of information for people to just soak up and, and go through. But I, I really want to mention a couple things before we finish everything up here. So you do have an event coming up October 6th. I will put a link in the comments down below as always in the show notes, but would you mind sharing a little bit about um, the event that's coming up October 6th? Um, So I believe in the fact that every agent can earn six figures in 12 months. Um, One, because numerous agents I've consulted 
have earned six figures in 12 months. But mm-hmm. there are some processes and strategies that need to be put in place. Sure. So the first Wednesday of each month, I do a master class with the foundation of that work. But I also wow. give the calendar of what someone who earns $30 million per year does and it's set up in Google. So they can take that calendar, import it, and basically compare what they're doing versus what they need to do in mm-hmm. order to earn this amount of money but to build a sustainable real estate business. And so we go through a 52-week marketing calendar using some of the tools that I talked about today. Mm-hmm. And everything I'm teaching them is, is free tools, using okay. these free tools to create a premium brand. But they're also the tools that have gotten me to a 65.9% profitability. So I'm not an entrepreneur for the sake of being an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur because I want a net income every single year, right? I need to net me some money every single year. Well said. Um, and, and even this year, I put myself on payroll and I'm at a 52% profitability. So I'm, I'm getting wow. paid. I get, look, I get a check every two weeks from my mm. company. And then I still got all these great <laughs> this cash reserves over mm. here. So you can do it, but you have to implement the tools and mm. understand the systems. And that's what we teach in our master class. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and again, I have the link uh, right in front of me here, but I'll put it in the show notes and the comments down below so that you can register for that. Uh, absolutely incredible information. And when it comes down to it, I'm also going to have Marky's website, which is markylemons.com. And I will have that down below because there's so much information in here to get to know Marky a little bit more all the way down to, you know, registering for different, you know, courses, classes, things like that. But uh, hiring Marky as a keynote speaker, because Marky on stage is on fire. I mean, just absolutely insanely awesome. Uh, This is just a a taste uh, of of what Marky brings to the table. So there's so much great information in there. Marky, I do want to note too, and I'll have in the show notes, but you're a best-selling author. Um, I will have uh, links down below so that people can snag your books and really just learn right up 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 there, which is awesome. Um, But I do want to talk about your podcast real quick before we finish everything up. So would you mind sharing a little bit about your show? Because I think that anybody who's tuning into Titans, uh, they're they're obviously wanting to learn, they're wanting to grow. So I I just think it'd be a wonderful opportunity for everybody to to join your podcast, subscribe and, and tune in. So would you mind sharing a little bit? Uh, social selling made simple, uh, social selling made simple podcast.com, but they can also get to it from uh, markylemons.com. Okay. We are getting ready to drop our 100th episode. I am always wow. talking about social selling. I love leveraging social media and technology. Uh, and we have both had some of the same guests. I know that you have had Dustin Brome. You've also yeah. had David Knox, Katie Lance. Mm-hmm. So I've had the opportunity to interview them. And it's all mm-hmm. about social selling. And I'm looking forward to dropping our 100th episode. Oh my gosh, Margie, that's huge. And what a milestone onto that. And, and you had mentioned just a few of, of many incredible people that you've had on your show. And, and once again, I recommend anybody who's tuning into this, uh, you know, follow Marky on all social media platforms from Facebook to Instagram to YouTube, and really take a look at Marky's main website. There's so much information. And again, if anything stuck out to you, you really need to reach out and make yes. it easy for Marky to pour into you. <laughs> That is the important. It'll be the best thing you ever do in your life. I swear to you. Uh, This is great stuff. But Marky, before we finish up, is there anything else you want to mention? Anything you want to talk about or say uh, before we finish everything up? I delivered a new keynote uh, this past week. And all I have to tell everyone is stop getting ready to get ready. Hmm. 
Wow. Huge. Let, listen to what she just said there. It's huge. You know, there's so many people that the perfection is an illusion, right? Oh, I, I have to do this. I have to do this. Just do it. Just you do know? it. I, I love it, Marky. You are a true inspiration, a true professional. And I do have to mention this. You are dubbed an official real estate Titan. So that is a badge of honor. It is yours forever. No one can ever take that away from you. Uh, I always say to everybody, there's no plaque, there's no trophy, but it's in your heart. And uh, that's the most important thing. It's right there, Marky, but uh, an absolute thrill, honor, and pleasure, Marky. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Uh, This is great. And everybody out there, thank you as well, as always, for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like here with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what to do. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in real estate, you're looking to grow and scale your digital side of your business, visit lionboltmedia.com. We are live here in Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Marky.